All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, jam, stop! Stop! And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night as you're lining up for a ginger ale. Way to go, gang. And the zone, Sikora kicked it out, got it back, near side, Korea. Korea, the fans want one. Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 4, Episode 26 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan, and unlike Monday's episode, I actually have some friends today. Yep. Michael Beavis Bondi, Dylan D. Berthium. How's it going, boys? He had to pass, but we made it. We're here. <laughs> uh, so, bit of a con- Friends showed up. Bit of a contract holdout yeah. on Monday. Um, yeah. <laughs> Brock looking... Uh, a lot less uh, single, I guess. Well, not even single, but a lot less not married right now. Um, did you did you announce that on the other episode? What what happened over your? No, weekend? I didn't. I didn't know how to announce <laughs> also, that on the the episode I did by myself. I, I wasn't sure if you came in. I like, what's up, guys? Got engaged. <laughs> no, I did not. What's but, up with your life? Yeah, no, yeah, got engaged. Came home from Nashville with two stones, one in my kidney and yeah. one on Rose's finger. Got was, engaged <laughs> in Smashville. That's yeah, it was pretty it. good. Yeah, it was, we had a great time, but uh, ended up in the. Hospital on Friday with a bit of a kidney stone, acted it up a little bit, but we made it through. Ended up partying real hard still. Yeah. Pretty and, pissed uh, you didn't do one of those cheesy in-game arena. Oh, will, yeah. will you marry me? I would have, you know. I would have, yeah. you know. Rose is a massive National Predators fan, yeah, so you definitely would have sure got one of those. Uh, uh, they were in Winnipeg that day, so oh. would have got one of those labels underneath, uh, like Brock Sagan uh, yeah. at DFO at the bottom for yeah. sure. Would have been some, some free hype. Yeah, on, absolutely. Would FSN Nashville? Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At Daily Faceoff. Yeah. But no, yeah, it was a good weekend, other than the Kidney Stone, but, you know, obviously super happy to be back on the mic with you boys. That's what I was really looking forward to all weekend, so. Yeah. yeah. That's um, all you can think about when you're dropping that knee to the floor. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much, I'm like, boy, <laughs> that episode miss, on Thursday is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's pretty much the last week of the fantasy hockey season for most leagues. Um, at the start of the week, I gave a lot of streaming options, uh, some courtesy of myself, some courtesy of you guys. Um, but I talked about all of them. Today, that's not going to be the case. We're all going to discuss some streaming options as we head into the weekend uh, and as we head into next week. Basically, at this point of the season, there's not really much you can do. You can't really make trades. You just got to make 
your team as strong as you can Make heading into do. the playoffs, heading in. You know, some people might already be in the first uh, first round of the playoffs. Some people might be in, you know, have a bye week this week and second week of the playoffs next week. So uh, a lot of different variations out there. And yeah, but everybody could use a little bit of help. We got so, you going forward, especially on the weekend. You know, you got to get cutthroat with your roster on Sunday. If, oh yeah. Uh, you know, if you need to get those extra games in to move on, because there's no point of holding on to. I pick up. I didn't try to think of someone who'd be a good example. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, if uh, you're not going to be there next week, right? So uh, it is quite difficult sometimes to make those decisions in redraft leagues. Uh, But that's going to be, you know, probably a decision a lot of our listeners are going to have to make. So we'll give you some of the best options available for the weekend anyway. Hey, we saw Holpe hitting the uh, the waiver wires last year at this time in redraft leagues. So, um, you know, anything can happen at this time of year. People get crazy. Um, Yeah, any sort of injury. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have a lot of injury spots in your fantasy roster too, you, you really have to consider if it's worth holding on to those guys. So we're going to give you those money guys to, uh, to fill in your lineup. Yeah, so first half of the show, we're going to do uh, streaming options for this weekend. Uh, and then the second half of the show, uh, for people that want to be proactive, looking ahead to next week already, uh, we're going to give you streaming options for next week as well. So lots of waiver wire pickup options to help maximize your roster this weekend and next week. Help you, you know, guide you guys to these fantasy championships that we know you're going to win. So let's, let's start in Anaheim. Surprising place to start, but they do have games on Friday and Sunday. We're going to start with Jakob Silverberg, 15% owned, so widely available. Uh, he's currently on a three-game point streak. Two goals, three assists during that point streak. Always a guy who's been good for, you know, two-plus shots per game. A guy that could definitely rack up five on any given night. Uh, currently on a line with Adam Henrique and Ricard Raquel. They were just kind of put together a couple games ago. Devin Shore went down. Henrique moved up. Not sure why he wasn't there to begin with. Uh, but he is now, and that line seems to be clicking the last couple games. So Silverberg playing in a nice spot. I might as well mention him as well. Adam Henrique, 11% owned. Uh, goals and back-to-back games for him. Like I said, that lines really seem to be clicking these last couple games. Maybe something finally going the Ducks' way. So both of these guys, 11 and 15% owned games on Friday and Sunday. Uh, how do you guys feel about Silverberg and Adam Henrique? Well, Silverberg's nice. He slots in on the left wing and the right wing, so you can likely get him in your lineup this weekend as he's playing. That's one thing that go, that does bode well for him. Also, he's been getting a ton of minutes, as you mentioned, 20-plus um, in two of the last three while on that point streak that he's on. Um, that's big minutes for a forward. You like to see that, especially uh, as the year dwindles down. It shows that the coaches are trying to give him an extended look. He's got 18 goals this year. He's going to probably provide, if anything, a goal or two, which is huge. Absolutely mm-hmm. massive. Um, I like him as a pickup over Henrik. Position eligibility, um, again, might, might score a goal yeah. or two. And, Silverberg's uh, actually just down on right wing good. this year. He's, I know he's been oh, dual he the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, double-checked. He's he just right wing Yahoo. this year in Yahoo. Um, but obviously still the wing carries more value than center uh, in most formats. Uh, I, I still like Silverberg over Henrique, even if you just have an open utility spot on Sunday. Uh, but Henrique's certainly worth adding to or taking a run at if Silverberg isn't available in your league. Uh, Silverberg just plays in all situations. You know the minutes are going to be there regardless. Uh, and really, that's what you want as much as anything else uh, with a spot start. It's all about the opportunity. Uh, so he can potentially help you in pretty much any given category. So uh, a lot of potential value to be found there. Uh, definitely one of the top op- streaming options for the weekend. Yeah, Henrique is a interesting option just for you know maybe a team that might have just lost Dylan Larkin. Uh, remains to be seen how long he's going to be sidelined for. So if you have a room on your IR spot, probably the uh, year oh, your <laughs> IR plus. Yeah, it could. Why be. would you play? Uh, him, right? So if you have room to move him maybe to an IR plus or something like that and need a center, uh, Henry could definitely slide in there. Uh, let's move on to Florida. They also play on Friday and Sunday. Frank Vetrano, 21% owned. Uh, Vetrano, we talked about a couple weeks ago. He was white hot playing with Barkoff. Uh, since, though, just one assist in his last eight games. So he's not really the hottest player in the league right now. But he's playing big minutes with Mike Hoffman and Vincent Trocek right now, which, you know, there could be worse not bad spots Not bad to play uh, in that lineup, and just having uh, you know playing on both Friday and Sunday will allow you to get him in your lineup twice, playing with two guys. Maybe you, especially you know if you're somebody who owns a Trocheck or, or a Hoffman, uh, maybe you can add Vitrano a little yeah. mini stack on Friday, Sunday. The other thing too They're- is if you're in maybe some shallower leagues, is Vincent Trocheck just sixty percent owned, right around there right now. So 
Uh, if he's available under wire for some reason, he's a guy that would also be uh, worthwhile to add playing Friday and Sunday. Yeah, I mean the Panthers play uh, Minnesota tomorrow yeah, and Detroit, Detroit on Sunday, so it's a uh, pretty good matchup. Uh, it's worth mentioning too. I think, they catch I think both, both of those guys on the tail end of a back-to-back. Yeah, and uh, the Detroit game's, I think, an afternoon game, too, which usually ends up being more high-scoring. Goalies tend to struggle with afternoon games. And it'll be after they just get absolutely taken to the slaughterhouse by the yeah, late of the night. Yeah. Likely be Bernier in that <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, tomorrow night's a 7 o'clock start. Bodes way better. Uh, yeah, and then Dubnik's playing tonight, so it'll be Stalock more than likely tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, for the Wild. So uh, good things for Rutron all around. Like you said, his production's taken a hit uh, since he fell off that top line. Uh, you can see it in his ice time, too. He was up around 17, even pushing 18 minutes a game when he was skating on the Barkov line. Now he's uh, still up there, but he's you know closer to the 15, 16 range. Uh, he still fires a ton of shots for the amount of ice time that he plays. Yeah. Uh, and he is on the second power play unit as well, which gets more run than the average unit uh, with Trocek being on it, Ekblad being on it. It's a pretty serviceable second unit. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a, a really solid spot. He does have the dual wing eligibility. Uh, I just picked him up in our league beeps uh, earlier today, actually exactly for this exact scenario to play uh, tonight, tomorrow night and on Sunday. So uh, I think there's a lot of potential value here for sure. Got nothing. Got nothing. Well, you guys hit it all earlier today. I was like, Hey, can I do Vetrano? Cause I got a write up about him and I don't want you guys to hit it all. And then you guys <laughs> just hit it all. So that's, that's okay. Son of a bitch. Well, I know you got something to say with the next guy. Jakob Vrana, 21% owned as well. Uh, the Capitals also play Friday and Sunday. Seeing a bit of a theme here. Great streaming options these teams are. Verona, 21% owned. Playing his best hockey pretty much of his career right now. Four goals, nine assists to give him 13 points in his last 17 games. Uh, that second wing, left wing spot, sorry, second line left wing spot has been a revolving door for a long time. Seems like Verona may have finally locked it down in Washington. Uh, Biebs, I know you got a lot to say about Verona, so... Hit us with it. Yeah, to add on you, uh, very short career that he's been uh, mm-hmm. productive in. Only 22 years old. Um, guy's a force in both goals and assists so far this year, which has been nice. Um, he's on pace to have – it's basically a 25-25 season, which uh, if not better, which is, bodes well for the bottom of your lineup, especially for someone you're picking up in this late last bit here. As you mentioned, plays on Friday and Sunday. Nice little pickup going forward alongside Oshie and Backstrom. Two phenomenal wingers. If we're talking about Vitrano playing with good – or with good uh, – good line mates then Oshie and Backstrom definitely deserve a shout out especially mm-hmm. oh, with, for sure. with Backstrom right there um, as I mentioned Vrana kind of kind of, and you mentioned kind of been in and out of this top six as a young player it seems like he's, he is adjusted he's getting there um, plus one thing that I love about this guy is he's not going to hurt you in the plus minus at all so there are other categories that you have to worry about he's a plus 18 on this here he should help you I, I like the guys who can throw in little things here and there mm-hmm. while likely getting points as he extends uh as I mentioned, this nice little streak he has going here. He's been hot. Um, yeah, so I think he's one this of the... So, he's so definitely, fast. definitely probably one of the better options you can find on your, on your wire. And I, I I checked on this one. He is left-wing, right-wing eligibility, so he can fill both holes. Um, Brandon's definitely a, a nice... He's one of the one of the top pickups, I would Yeah, say. I like him uh, over, yeah. over I, the I, other I like two wingers, Silverberg and Vitrano so far. Yeah. But uh, do you got anything else to add, Vrana? Uh No, I, yeah, we, I feel like we've mentioned him uh, more than once yeah, in the, the past time. in the podcast. Uh, I think we talked about him a lot as a potential breakout for this year. Uh, the underlying numbers are obviously very positive. It's just more or less the ice time that's been the issue. So I think yeah. as long as uh, he's on the second line, he's certainly a, you know worth the spot start and uh, could potentially produce on any given night for sure. He's- There's a chance that Washington just you know absolutely blows the Devils out tomorrow night too. Like the Devils are oh, so yeah. banged up. They're in Washington. There's just it could just be a bloodbath. Yeah. And Verona could. Uh, Really light up the score sheet. Think about him too. With like you, we we saw guys fill that role like Smith, Pelly, whatnot. You know, all the other guys who they seem like they didn't fit. He actually carries it. Like when you watch the game, you're like, oh, who, who's that? It's not just Backstrom and Oshie doing everything. Um, so I don't know. I like Verona. He seems almost better than he's doing, and he's having a pretty solid year. So another friend of the show, especially this last month or so, of the show. Kevin Hayes, thirty three percent owned. Hayes has one goal, two assists, and four right. games since joining the Jets. That did all come in one game. Uh, that being his second game. But he still main, remains uh, available in a lot of leagues, despite playing over 17 minutes per night on a line with Ehlers and Kyle Connor. Uh, 17 minutes is down from the 19 minutes he was playing in New York. We, yep. we, we talked about that on our trade deadline preview show. Uh, Hayes had a chance to maybe hurt his value at the deadline because we were expecting a dip in minutes. But the talent he's playing with is high-end. Uh, 
playing with the best line mates he's played with all season. So I really like Kevin Hayes if you need help at center this week. Uh, again, they play Friday and Sunday. They're in Carolina tomorrow and in Washington on Sunday. Uh, two matchups where you, you know you can put the puck in the net. Uh, I like Kevin Hayes a lot. I just love that line. Uh, see some see some uh, power play two time as well with Ehlers. So lot to like about uh, Kevin Hayes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think you know if if you look at the underlying numbers for that line too, they looked really good early on. Uh, goals not it's quite there yet. Uh, sure. Yeah, but for a team that's really struggled at even strength all year, uh, it looks like uh, you know the acquisition for Hayes could go a long way. Uh, and just controlling the puck and outchancing your opponent at 5v5. Um, so, and again, you look at the guys he's playing with, uh, you know, I, we said it at the time, and I still expect, I, I think, you know, the the increase of uh, the guys he's playing with, with should his teammates or his linemen, yeah, should offset any dip he sees with not being on the first power play unit or two minutes less in uh, time on ice per game, right? So uh, I still expect him to kind of, you know, hover around maybe that 0.75 points per game range from yeah. here on out. Uh, borderline rosterable and again certainly worth starting over the weekend if you need to get some extra games in the other thing too worth mentioning is Ehlers missed a very long stretch of time he's still kind of starting to settle back in obviously these guys are just getting comfortable playing with each other Uh, you know you'd expect maybe the five six seven game mark where they're going to be heading into this weekend uh, maybe where they start to feel a bit more comfortable with each other and there's like a really good chance line ends up back on that line well that's the thing with Connor jumping back up to the top line yeah anything else to add on Kevin Hayes no, not at all. All I keep thinking, though, is, is how American he is because he's from BC, and then I'm thinking about that Minnesota tournament. Have you guys seen some of those hair, some of the hairstyles coming out? Oh, yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely amazing. Phenomenal. That's all, all I want to say about it, but holy shit. There, I saw Good on every single one of those Oh, it's kids, so man. funny That's every single year, and it just keeps yeah. getting better and better. I saw it today. I don't know why. There was some, some huge beef on Twitter because apparently, like, the... Uh, that tournament just denied the athletic credentials to cover the tournament. Like, they, so, like, as somebody asked, I think it was Michael Russo, like, are you going to be this weekend? And he's just like, no, man. Like, they just did not give the athletic credentials. They're just like, that's what? ridiculous. Yeah. So, I don't know if they're just trying to keep it, like, in-house with, you know, the local newspapers or whatever it may be. But, yeah, they just did not give the athletic uh, credentials. So, it's kind of funny. A lot of people were ripping on them it's for great. it. But, I, I don't know. I don't hate that it. That tournament is so exciting. Though. If you ever watch highlights from it, like, every goal, the place just blows up. It's mm-hmm. like, guys are jumping over the glass after games. It's wild. Just so, wild. so much lettuce, it's, dude. Uh, so much that's cool. like the way Gardner supposed to be played. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're going to stick in Winnipeg here for the next one. We got Tyler Myers, 27% owned. Myers is averaging 21 minutes and 50 seconds per game in the eight games since Dustin Bufflin got hurt. He has three goals and 16 shots, which is two shots per game during that stretch. Uh, but now Josh Morrissey is also out for the Jets. Uh, so now Myers has locked down that second uh, power play spot with the power play unit we mentioned yep. features Kevin Hayes Come and on. Nikolai Ehlers. So if, again, uh, we've we've talked about it on the show before. It's not always maybe the best idea to use a pickup on a defenseman as a spot start option. But if you need help on the blue line, say you you know maybe you lost a defenseman, a Sammy Vatnin or something recently. Uh, anybody, I can't. He's the only even one I can Morrissey think of that got hurt. Yeah, exactly, that even Morrissey, know? just yeah. anything like that. Absolutely. If you need a, if you can fill a roster spot on the blue line, again, you're definitely getting two games out of him over the next three days. Can't hurt uh, to plug him in on the blue line. Yeah. So Tyler Myers is another guy who's been playing. And with uh, a shot like that, two shots a game, likely one's gonna go in if he's letting <laughs> letting go bombs from the back end. Uh, it's a guy who you I like love to how see we say like twenty percent from a. Defend, or from a forward is like unsustainable but when yeah. Tyler Meyer shoots twice per game it's likely that one goes in it's just pretty likely he's going to shoot 50% when you're 7 <laughs> foot 9 uh, you Wookie should be just skates. ripping bombs but Kim and Kevin Hayes just total monsters as, as D-men continue to go down there though Tyler Myers continues to go up the fantasy yeah. rankings um, D's boy is our next <laughs> wave wire pickup Casey DeSmith 21% on as we get into some goalies uh, DeSmith has struggled since the calendar flipped to 2019. He is 2-5-1 with a 4-11 goals against average and an 8-82 save percentage. Uh, to compare that to Matt Murray, Murray is 12-5-2 with a 2-66 goals against average and 9-20 save percentage in one shutout. Uh, but the Pens obviously committed to Murray down the stretch. However, as of Thursday, he is starting his fourth game in seven days uh, so you have to think that the Smith will start either Saturday or Sunday. The Penguins play uh, against Columbus and Boston. So you figure 
that DeSmith will see, I would think, Columbus as they try to get Murray an extra day's rest. Yeah. Uh, Columbus twice is struggling week, right? mightily. The Penguins are getting the better of them uh, so far tonight. So, D, he's your boy. Uh, <laughs> he's been struggling, though, but you know, a start if you need to start. You just lost Robin later, maybe. You need a guy to start on Saturday. Casey DeSmith isn't a terrible option. He's a little overstated, those struggles by you, Brock. No surprise, trying to bring down my boy Casey Smith. Uh, but he did have a very bad start to the new year. His first three starts... Uh, in January, he let in 14 goals across three starts. So mm-hmm. uh, if you take out those three games, you look at his last six games, still not great, uh, but his save percentage is just over 900. So uh, at least a lot closer to league average, still well below his career average. Um, I know he's always kind of fared better when he is getting the lion's share of the starts. Yeah. Uh, with saw Andrews that earlier in the year. We saw sure. it last year too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of outplayed Yari last year when Murray was out. Um but obviously, I really like Smith uh, more than anything. I, I just think he's, you know, uh, an average to above average goaltender on a very good hockey team. Uh, and it was this, it's the same point I made uh, earlier in the season. You know, whoever the Pittsburgh Penguins goalie is, is going to be worth owning in most formats. Uh, so when the backup plays, they're going to be worth spot starting in most formats. Yeah, and so. we, as we've seen since the deadline and the Blue Jacks have gone all in, they just simply can't score <laughs> goals right now. I don't know if it's a lack of chemistry or what or it is, but they just, they're, they're having a brutal anything. time. So getting a start against them. Brodsky can't stop a puck. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Bobrovsky, he'll probably start either. on Saturday and after getting rested tonight. And he can't beat the Penguins, so you know that Pittsburgh's winning that game. And if it's to Smith and Net, then uh, you know racking up a W for sure. But I just want to go back. I don't believe I was overstating anything. I just simply read that he had a four eleven goals against average. <laughs> the just the, the Smith yeah. love, but um, yeah. But you're like purposely tying in starts from seven, eight, nine games ago that really bring down the average. So. Well, for sure. No, I was just looking at the overall struggles, kind of since Murray has returned to the fold. Yeah. One like, thing that does terrify me about Smith though going forward is just um, they did show commitment to him back to back or to uh, Murray last yeah. week. Oh, for sure. Um, I, just I, don't, I just don't. I just don't see think him they starting. do it again. No. But, to be fair, that was like a pure reaction reactionary thing I did. That was crazy. Be- it was because the the Habs had played, they were playing the Habs, and the Habs had played, I forget, but they I forget where, but they had played the night before. Uh, Price played the night before, and then after it was already announced to Smith the first first goalie off, to Smith likely to start, Habs come out and say Price is starting again, and then within a half hour, Sullivan was out talking to the media saying Murray was starting again. Yeah. So I think he just felt fine doing it because Price was playing on the back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, reason- but you, you saw the commitment the organization makes it to Smith, right? He is the backup goalie. You, you should play the backup got goalie sweet pads. on the tail end of back-to-backs, well, not and any other game. Like I said, four games and seven nights tonight. <laughs> if he starts both games in the back-to-back, that's six games in ten nights. That's For a lot. For a guy who's been hurt more fun. than he's been yeah. healthy. That's, that's a lot. That's just too much hockey. Like, there's there's points Known. There's points in time where you can use them on back to back if you really feel you need to. You'll be going into the playoffs. Just playing six games in ten nights is, is some. It's basically unheard of. Yeah, but I, I, I did have uh, when that happened. Some guy tweeted at the DFO account and he had said, "Just use my last pickup for the week on Smith," and he, he was all upset, rightfully so. Uh, but what are you going to do when everything points and looks like the guy's starting and then they you know pull a curveball like that? Yeah. But my point is, you really want to wait until you get Sometimes, that confirm out of the Smith before you waste the acquisition. Exactly. Yeah, Sometimes you don't. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm just not in the coach's brain, and you, yeah. just, you just it's crazy how it happens. It just out. can't be in the coach's brain. Every, yeah, every it's time. like how we should have known McCann was going to be on the first line hours before they ever announced it in, in yeah. warmups instead of Hornquist. I mean, sometimes you just got to be <laughs> obviously. We should Jared just know McCann's Jared McCann. Yeah, for obviously. sure, a lifetime center is going to play wing. Left wing with Sidney Crosby <laughs> yeah, has known. never been in the top six in his career. <laughs> um, first round pick. Should have known. <laughs> Couple more goalies to talk about here quickly. We've got Jack Campbell. Wins are alert. 7% owned. Campbell has had a really nice season. A 927 save percentage across 23 appearance, appearances. Should draws start this weekend, either Saturday in Arizona or Sunday in Anaheim. Either way, both matchups are great. He just needs the goal support from the team in front of him, yeah. which he's seriously lacked all season. But, I mean, the Coyotes are still winning games right now. They're not scoring a ton of goals, so still going up against them is never a bad thing. Anaheim, you know, their struggles have been... Uh, very much covered on this podcast and across all platforms. But let's say, if anything, we've gone light on them. We've suggested Corey Perry and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Well, and the, the other... thing, the thing is too that uh, you know we're ta- kind of talking about how the Penguins have been committed to Matt Murray, and as much as the Kings have been committed to Jonathan Quick this year, they're not going to run him on a back to back in a meaningless game. Campbell's almost Campbell's guaranteed awesome to start, and he's playing so well. He's playing so phenomenal, like um, this. Jack Campbell's a guy definitely worth taking a look at if you need to start this weekend. 
Yeah, one thing I wrote about him is he's proven this year that he's not gonna he, he shouldn't hurt your other categories where like you said he might hurt you might not get the win out of him. Yeah. But if you're looking to help boost that save percentage. If you're looking to boost the save percentage, there's not a lot of guys you can depend on out of the free agency. Um there's a couple guys you can look for for wins, but they're still gonna put up an eight eighty. So if anyone can put up a nine twenty, maybe get a win. Even if he gets a loss in a nine twenty, it's not gonna hurt you as much. Exactly. Um goals against average, he's had it low. I mean, yeah, he's, he's been Absolutely. able to maintain a nine twenty seven yeah. across thirteen or 23 games yeah, this year. Well, phenomenal, the Kings have done a pretty good year, job yeah. uh, defensively this season, even yeah. with all their struggles. You know, they've really shown to put the, the puck end. in the back of the net. Yeah, but they're still playing very low event hockey. They do mm-hmm. a very good job at limiting chances for their opposition. So they it's, love, it's still a good system Kings to play behind. Puck, yeah. yeah, and Campbell has been, you know, it's funny to say it, but when he has played, and he's ben barely played, but he's he's been as good as any goalie in the yeah. league this oh, year. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's a 927 in yeah. today's hockey is crazy. Yeah. Guys scoring fucking 100 points already. With the small equipment. Yeah. Uh, next goalie, also 7% owned, Alexander Georgiev. Georgiev. Uh, the Rangers have already committed to splitting games between Georgiev and Lundqvist down the stretch. Uh, so Georgiev could very likely start Saturday. No back-to-back situation for them. Uh, but he could very likely start Saturday versus the Devils after Lundqvist goes tonight versus Never. the Red Wings. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed right now to find a better matchup than New Jersey. The Devils are extremely banged up and will be coming in on the tail end of a back-to-back. Ottawa. I just found one. Hmm? Said so you'd be hard-pressed to find a better oh, yeah. matchup. Ottawa. No, Ottawa. but like, that's Ottawa. what I mean. Like, I know, there's yeah. very few. Yeah, Ottawa, New Jersey, and honestly, like Columbus right now are probably the three teams that you really just want to gang up on. Just because Columbus really seems to be sputtering with their new yeah. line. For what it's worth, Haven't Ottawa out, plays yeah. Boston on Saturday, so chances are that... Uh, Peter Solarik, anyone? Yeah, well, and chances are that Rask and uh, Hellack are already owned in your league, so... Yeah. Fair. Uh, the last boy we're going to talk about, oh, Malcolm. Oh, just Georgiev. Yeah. Just if you want to keep him in the next week, too. Yes. Uh, the Rangers pretty much been, you know, yeah. uh, sharing Going starts. Back pretty back, much, yeah. yes. But if anything, 50, 50. like, Georgiev's been playing more. A little bit yeah. more, yeah. 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 There's just really no reason to good. Give to Hank a break and yeah. stop letting him yeah. Yeah. Hank's played better, six to be goals. fair. But yeah, and then, uh, so they play the Wings on Tuesday, which is an awesome matchup. Henrik's playing against them tonight, which I think just adds to the potential of him not facing them on Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, he could be worth holding on to into next week if you don't really need to try to fit any games out on Monday. That is not the case. What, they don't play on Tuesday? No, they play in Edmonton on Monday, in Vancouver on Wednesday, in Calgary on uh, Friday, and in Minnesota on Saturday. First two, first two and the, the fourth aren't bad. What was I looking at? I'm not sure. Who's playing Detroit on Tuesday? Uh, Montreal know. is. Oh, so pick up... No uh, back-to-back, so it's probably Terry Price. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, yeah. But still, in, in Edmonton and in... Vancouver, he's very likely to get one of those two starts, and it's on a Monday or Wednesday. Yeah, my bad. I don't know where I got that from, but That's I was okay. pretty sure they are playing Detroit on Tuesday. That's okay. Uh, in, in, in Edmonton or in Vancouver, both pretty good options on a Wednesday where you can definitely get him in your lineup. So if you pick him up this week, you make it through the next week. Uh, option to, to use him again next week. Last goal I'm going to talk about, Malcolm Subban, 3% owned. The Golden Knights, unsurprisingly, I guess, have not lost since acquiring Mike's, Mark, Mike Stone, Mark Stone at the deadline. Uh, and Subban should start Saturday in Vancouver with Fleury facing the Flames on Sunday. Uh, this sets up nicely for Subban. Canucks not playing very good hockey right now. Nope. Uh, Subban is 4-2-0 with a 2-15 goals against average and a 9-30 save percentage in his last six starts. Uh, D might think I cherry-picked those games a little bit, but he's been on a bit of a heater right now. So Subban's playing pretty well. The Golden Knights certainly playing their best hockey of the season since adding Mark Stone, who seemingly has, well, I guess I shouldn't say seemingly fit in there seamlessly like I was going to, but uh, that's a lot of seams. Yeah, but Malcolm Subban. If Jack Campbell's 7% owned, then Malcolm Subban deserves more than three. Yeah, so that's my Uh, question, though, now. With that team backing him up. Of the four who, you know, let's say DeSmith faces the Blue Jackets, uh, Campbell gets Arizona or Anaheim, doesn't matter. Gorgiev gets uh, the Devils, and Subban gets... Vancouver. Who are you picking out of these four? Who's the who's your guy? Subban. He's just one. got the best team on him. Yeah. His best chance of getting the win. And like you said, he's been playing well. I, I really don't believe in his splits as a whole. Uh, but I'm not about to discount any hot streak of any goalie just with the nature of goaltending. He struggled on the road this year, but I mean at this Wait, point, Bainton's been going. Yeah, doesn't matter. All right. Well, we are gonna fire you over to the Blue Stones. Uh, just that word gets me a little eerie right now. I don't like the word stone. But, oh. uh, fired over to the Blue These Stones. These ones are blue, though. They're, no, not, no, no. they're not the kidney. The calcium stones. Yeah. Yeah. We'll fire it over to the Blue <laughs> Stones. Just rock, like, grunting. 
<laughs> for 60 seconds when we Passing get back. Passing over to the stones. <laughs> Passing stones. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> when we get back, we'll take a look ahead at next week and talk about uh, streamers for whatever week of the playoffs it is for you, uh, first or second. So enjoy the blue stones, and we'll see you guys <laughs> back here in 60 seconds. Episode 26 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. In the first half, we took a look at streaming options for this week. Yeah. We're going to look at streaming yeah. options for next week. Killing it. So That's let's start <laughs> right away here with the Philadelphia Flyers. Let's read off their schedule real quick. They've got a game on Monday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So you're definitely going to be able to use these Flyers three times uh, in a week. So I'm going to start with Ivan Provorov, 45% owned. There was just something wrong with Provorov, I think, at the start of the season. Uh, just 12 points in his first 40 games. However, since then, he's added 12 more points in his last 27 games, which is a lot closer to the 40-point pace we saw from him last year and expected again this season. Uh, he let a lot of people down who drafted him last year, but he might be able to help you come playoff time. So... Uh, over that 27-game stretch, Provorov ranks fifth among defensemen in time on ice, playing over 25 minutes per game, uh, which adds to his overall value. What do you guys have to say about Ivan Provorov? Um, I personally, I like the guy we're about to mention on Philadelphia um, later a bit more, so I'll let D go off on this one. I, I think Provorov is still worth uh, probably rostering in most formats, right? I, like. I don't know. It's kind of right on the edge, and that's probably why he's sitting around 45%. Uh, but I think if I don't have, you know, three or four knockout defensemen, I seriously consider adding him long term for the playoff run as much as anything. If you look at what he's done outside of, uh, you know, the first couple of months when he really struggled, it's looked a lot better, a lot closer to what he did last season. And obviously, it's a guy who should still be getting better. Yeah. Uh, the next few seasons as well. He was just like so bad at the start of the year. Like I yeah. called him like a so like a dark horse bad. for yeah. the Norris yeah. at the start of the year, and then he was just yeah. absolute trash. Dark like, horse it, for the healthy. Yeah, yeah. but I, I just think it's such a benefit if you can get him and add him to your lineup as a streamer. Yeah. Um. So oh, yeah. if he is out there, and I was looking at it earlier, and I almost didn't mention him, but forty five percent, he should really be out there in half of leagues. So. Uh, it's worth taking a peek for sure if you're looking to get some extra gains in the back end. Uh, and the good thing about you know adding a defenseman too as a streamer, we don't talk about streaming defensemen a lot of time because it really doesn't make a lot of sense. Most of the time they don't offer as much upside uh, as forwards can in a given game. Uh, but when you're looking at adding a guy for a full week, when the Flyers do play that busier day on Thursday, uh, there's a lot bigger potential you'll still need to fill in your line if you're only rolling three or four defensemen. Uh, so uh, I just think there's a lot of potential value there. Uh, and just really a terrific streaming option because, you know, there is a chance that you might want to hold on to him moving forward. Obviously, the biggest cap on his upside is Shane Goss's beard, yeah. just having a very firm lock on the top uh, power play. But 25 minutes and 27 player. seconds per game, he's still out there yeah. the whole time on 5v5. All the, yeah, the uh, but Travis Sanheim, 15% owned. Sanheim is more available and, frankly, more productive uh, than Provorov so far this season. Uh, I've been a fan of Sanheim. I remember tweeting back in, like, October, I'm like, somebody, like, please play he's, this guy more. He was just locked on that third pair, and he, they finally have. Um, he's real good. He's been a beast as of late. Four goals, seven assists to give him 11 points in his last 13 games. That's tied for fourth among defensemen in the NHL over that span. Uh, you can definitely get Sanheim, like we mentioned, in your lineup at least three times, potentially four, 
and not to mention the Flyers have some potentially high-scoring games on tap next week. They've got the Senators, the Maple Leafs, the Penguins in the three uh, games where you can definitely play him. I can't remember who their fourth matchup is, but I'll let you guys go off on Sandheim for a second while I figure it out. Yeah, Sandheim, um, highly touted pick coming into the year, like you mentioned. Uh, now it's it's kind of time that they're giving they're giving him minutes that he deserves. Three goals in his last three, seven in his last or seven points in his last nine. Um, he's definitely stepping up. A lot of people who are, who are having we got asked about um, should people drop Goss Spare for Sandheim and. At the time, we were kind of saying, eh, maybe hold on, but it's starting to look more and more like Sanheim's kind of taking that role as at least the fantasy defenseman to own there, which is scary to say right now. Um, and they seem to be giving him an extended look as the year closes out, which bodes well for his fantasy relevance as well out in uh, Philly as they try to make a late-season playoff push. Yeah, so uh, just to go back to it for a second here, uh, so they've got the Senators on Monday, the Capitals on Thursday, which might be the one time you sit them. Uh, it's a pretty busy night in Toronto on Friday, in Pittsburgh on Sunday. So definitely you get three games out of them, maybe four. Uh, anything else to add on Sanheim D? Uh, no, I like him a lot. Like, I, you know, we punt him pretty much. You know, Every time. Yeah, two or three times a week Phenomenal. in DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's just a lot of upside. Uh, potentially more offensive skill than uh, Provorov. Yeah. Uh, but I think right now I'd still rather Provorov just because of the usage uh, more than anything else. The, really, if anything, they're both on that second unit. Um, and Pro Rob is just going to play so much more throughout the rest of the game. Uh, so I, I just like him more. I don't think the difference uh, in their production right now, although Sandheim's been very good over the last eight or nine games like we were talking about, I don't think it, uh, it's enough to offset the extra five minutes of nice time Pro Rob gets. It is, uh, yeah, I was just going to mention, uh, in comparison, Pro Rob plays 25-27. Uh, last 15 games for Sandheim playing 21-08. So four minutes more uh, per game for Provorov. Situationally, uh, how do they compare? Like, I, I don't have the numbers or anything. I'm not too sure, but... Provorov is used... play a lot of defense men. Yeah, well, yeah. like, they're, they're paired together. I think most of it... Uh, you know, Provorov like uses a lot of PK yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sticking with the Flyers for one more guy here. Guy who's just been tearing it up lately. Oscar Clef... Oh, Clefbaum. Lindblom. <laughs> just looking at Clefbaum. Oscar Lindblom, uh, 3% owned. Lindblom was great in Sweden two years ago. Really good in the AHL last season. Took him a little bit of time. I remember when he got called up last year, people were expecting him to, to kind of break in and, and play well right away. Didn't really happen. Uh, and then the Flyers were reluctant to give him top six minutes in the first half of this season. But he's since joined Sean Couture on what could be considered the Flyers' top line. Uh, most recently on a line with both Couture and Giroux. Um, but yeah, the duo is taken off. They're averaging uh, 32 scoring chances, 4 per 6 right now. Lindblom has 8 goals and 7 assists in his last 21 games. 15 points in his last 21. So Lindblom's playing very well. Again, the schedule is phenomenal. Whenever you're playing on a line with Sean Couture, uh, you know that you're going to be doing uh, a lot of work. Yeah, and you'll be playing minutes, a lot of even straight minutes. minutes. Yeah. And Lindblom's been you doing that. You might not be doing a lot of work because Couture is doing, doing it all doing for a you. Lot of work, Especially when Voracek's the extra guy. Couture is just so that, that was the thing, too. We were scared when uh, Voracek went down because obviously the Flyers were going to have to juggle their top six. We didn't know what was going to happen with Lindblom. Playing with just Couture obviously isn't as attractive as playing with Couture and Voracek. For sure. Uh, but it honestly worked out Connect- best case scenario for him. Giroux's a pretty good uh, exactly. secondary option. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, really good spot for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting a shot on the top power play unit uh, before too long. Well, yeah, with Voracek out, there's a good chance that he's there. Over connecting, it's going to be fluid. But even yeah, still, even still, Patrick can get a look there. But yeah. uh, again, Simmons being gone too, uh, lock, like that, he had a spot locked down yeah. on the top yeah. unit. So there's just more opportunity there now. Uh, so yeah, lots to like with Lindblom. Lot to like even about that second unit with both Sanheim and Proveroff. Still a pretty good unit too. And Lindblom has done some damage on the PP this year. So uh, I like Lindblom a lot. Yeah. Anytime you can get a guy who's top line, you know, like yes. especially if he's three percent owned, that means if you're in one of those super deep going leagues, into Monday, like guy. you got Limbaugh playing a line with Giroux and Couturier against the Senators on home ice. Like, come on, I don't mind lock it in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move to the Maple Leafs. I know D's gonna have a lot to say here, but Toronto's got four games next week: playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So definitely gonna be able to get three games out of these guys. Uh, we're gonna start with Andreas Janssen. Janssen. Uh, has shown to be a very streaky scorer so far. Uh, he'll go off for a prolonged period of time. Then he held up the score sheet for five straight games. It's because uh, he's playing on the fourth line. It's currently yeah. been four games Huge since his last goal. So a goal-scoring hot streak is probably right around the corner, uh, making him a high upside streaming option for a team that plays Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. 
So, uh, you know, Janssen has been up and down the lineup this year. Uh, currently playing with Matthews. Scored a natural hat-trick at one point this year. Yeah, he's just... He, like, when you look at his numbers, it's so crazy because it's just like he'll go absolutely on such a torrid pace for like eight games and then do nothing for four and then go off for eight more games. Just super Scores some nice goals. Uh, playing with, obviously, Austin Matthews and Kasperi Kapanen is a nice spot to be in. So I really like Janssen uh, this week. The other guy we're going to talk about is Patty Marlowe. Uh, I guess we'll start with UD as our resident Leaf fan. I'm assuming you prefer Janssen over Marlowe at this point. For sure. I mean, Marlowe's playing with Nylander on the third line. Nylander and Connor Brown. The third line's looked a lot worse since Nylander was forced to shift over to center with Kadri's injury. Uh, and then, obviously, you're just going to get slightly less ice time than the Austin Matthews line will. Uh, Captain and terrific player at 5v5. Uh, Matthews obviously speaks for himself. I just think Janssen is such a good in a good spot there. Uh and he's just been deserving of this top six role all season. He spent a lot of time on the fourth line uh, for God knows what reason. Uh, and right now, what's especially like, he's playing the net front on the power play with Kadriot. He's taking his spot there. So he's playing with John Tavares, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, and Morgan Riley on the power play. Not a bad place to be. Yes. Not a bad place to be. Okay. Uh, yeah, the ice time's up in recent games. Uh, finally up over at least 15 minutes a night. Uh, you know, his average time on ice for the season is still just 13 minutes. So for him to be able to put up... Uh, was at 36 points in 60 games playing just uh, 30 minutes. It's pretty impressive. 19 goals, too. So uh, just a lot to like here. Really good shooter. Just a really smart offensive player. Really uh, good year in the AHL last year. And just came up and was yeah, great for the like, just He really yeah. hasn't yeah, I, been great, and he just hasn't really slowed down at yeah, all. Honestly, like, like, I've been reading, well, Leaf fans have been reading and hearing about him for years because back even before they drafted Martin Matthews, before they even had Nylander, Janssen was the only thing we had mm-hmm. to look hope for, this random seventh-round pick that was just flourishing in the Swedish yeah, League. Crazy that um, he's second in rookie score. Yeah, goal yeah, well, he's a little bit older. Probably should have been in the NHL for the last couple of seasons. Uh, could have at least contributed in a bottom six role, but 24 now, uh, clearly capable of top six role. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the summer uh, between what's going to be left for him and Kapanen to sign once Marner signs his big deal. Uh, all three of them restricted free agents. $12 million dollar Brad Marchand. Yeah, I just think eventually one of Janssen or Kapanen is going to have to go. Uh, and I think offensively Janssen offers a lot more upside. Uh, terrific streaming options and could potentially be worth holding on to, especially if Kadri's concussion lingers a little longer. Yeah. Uh talking about how young Janssen is. Patty Marlowe, 28% owned. Definitely not young. Uh, basically the dad of the team. Literally the dad of... He's played Austin against Gretzky. That's why he's yeah. there. I know that One was why I, I saw that today. Was it uh, him, Matt, Matt Cullen, and Chara? And Chara. There yeah. was one other guy. There Pretty was four, sure it was I three. Think. I think there was four. I can't remember who that Maybe Longo, but I don't know. No, it was another four. I'll think of it. Uh, but Patrick Carlo definitely isn't Justin the same Williams. player he uh, he once was. Not, not quite old enough, if you can believe it. <laughs> not about it. <laughs> Justin Williams not old enough. You heard it here first. <laughs> Marlo has two goals and six assists to give him eight points in his last 12 games still. Uh, there's been there's still some offense left in the tank, obviously. Uh, but the Maple Leafs third line has been shot. much maligned uh, over the last couple games, especially uh, since Cadres went down, obviously. But they still are averaging 27 uh, scoring chances four per sixty, which is a healthy rate. Yeah. Uh, so they could get the the offense going next week if maybe Janssen's not available in your week or in your league. Sorry, next week they've got the Lightning, Blackhawks, and Flyers in yeah. their three games where you can definitely play them. Uh, you know, you obviously got to like the Leafs' chances against uh, the Blackhawks at five v five on Wednesday. Uh, and also- on the power play, and the second unit's actually been playing a lot, almost you know. Maybe not quite split, but it's been closer to 60-40. Yeah. Yeah. The second Babs unit's like to... been scoring as much as the first unit of late. So, uh, you know, that's helped with his production too, for sure. Even if you go back to Janssen for a second, I mean, they've got, you know, obviously a tough matchup on Monday with the Lightning. But again, Chicago on Wednesday, the Flyers on Friday. Flyers aren't known for keeping the puck out of their net. And Saturday, you know, it's a busy night, but do you want to play a Maple Leaf in Ottawa? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. So yeah. you could get four games Point out of Janssen. Uh, Marlo... Maybe not the you know not as good of an option. They're two percent different in their yeah. own percentage. I was, right now. I was surprised Janssen was only thirty percent out too. I was extremely surprised. He's gone cold for four games, so he's about to go all fire. Yeah, I guess people but he's just get on this guy. Though. He's, he's the best guy on this list. Yeah, like you said, he's right up there in rookie yeah. scoring too, which people tend to get yeah. excited about. And then obviously being on the Leafs, uh, you'd think it would normally drive the ownership up a little bit more. But maybe it's because he, he got hurt a little bit. He's been in and out. Um, yeah, and like Brock said, he has gone a little cold. Lately, but yeah, so. people got to take notice. Um, as far as it goes for me, for all these guys we mentioned for next week's streamers, um, this is this is the one to go for first would be uh, Johnson there. Yeah. Um, just a situation like we talked about. Um, Patty Marlowe, though, 
absolute fossil. Not for me. <laughs> uh, who's next, Brock? Next up, Zach Cassian. We're going to have to change our Yeah, so Zach Cassian, 3% owned. Uh, Cassian has been score. playing alongside Connor McDavid, <laughs> and unsurprisingly, that spot has turned into him having a ton of success. Uh, Cassian took a three-game goal streak in a Thursday's game, already scored another goal in the first period. So he's got four straight games with a goal. Uh, that gives him seven goals. Four assists, eleven points in his last sixteen games, plus a period. Yeah, and he had eleven shots in those across those first three games, uh, just the one so far tonight. Yeah, but, uh, but so pretty impressive. It's yeah. time on ice through the roof too. Yeah, he's played insane. over eighteen minutes all three of those like, games. The yeah. one thing the I have to say about tonight, Cassian, but. and it might be a little bit ridiculous, but it is pretty easy to forget that Cassian was the uh, number thirteen yeah. overall pick. Buffalo wanted him. He put up really good <laughs> numbers in the OHL. Then got a 20 Maybe not really good numbers in the OHL, but strong numbers in the OHL. Yeah. He no, it was really good. A lot yeah. of penalty minutes. A lot of goals, too. Yeah. He put up phenomenal numbers in the AHL. Yeah. And obviously, playing next to McDavid is a spot where anybody can flourish. But he's, you know, they put a lot of guys next to McDavid this yeah. year. Not all of them have had the same success. And he's like the tire outie of the regular season. Yeah. Well, he's like, two he'll... goals away from his career high. Yeah, it's awesome. Which is crazy that it's because he played the fourth line. Play the fourth um, line forever. Yeah. Well, like like you guys will see on your your Sports Center tomorrow with the goal tonight that he scored. McDavID it's literally did ninety nine point nine percent of the work, and he just sat there and was just the strong man who tapped it in. Yeah. And that bodes super well for him. Um, that's all McDavid needs, man. He doesn't need Tobias Reader who can't put shit in the net. Absolute donut yeah. this year for goals. He doesn't yeah. need uh, you know Ty Ratty who's gonna do a couple dangles here and there. He just needs Zach Cassidy. He's just going to put a stick down and slam it into the ground yeah. and uh, get protect that him a little bit. He, yeah. he is another guy, though, that's just like a like strictly game-by-game game basis you're yeah. going to want to keep an eye on. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Because like whoever's skating with McDavid is worth a spot there on any given night if you can fit the game but in. But next week is perfect. Yeah. Monday, against the Rangers. Play him. Wednesday, against the Devils. Definitely play, play him. him. Yeah. Saturday, probably going to play him again because they're in Arizona. Yeah, I just mean more about where he is in the lineup. Just no, making sure, sure he's on sure. the first line. Because the them way they're his, going right now, he's got a problem. Well, they have, yeah, change it. They've yeah. just been very fluid, though. Uh, like It's got to be the, like, the first time in at least a couple months that McDavid's played. With the same line mates for like... Yeah, and it's, it's, it, it's still, it's been like Nugent Hopkins, dry saddle. Yeah, but Cassian has been consistent there for the last four games, which is really long in McDavid years. Yeah, again, though, you just really want to watch it because he can be back to the fourth line in an instant. At that point, he's obviously not worth playing at all. But you got him probably scoring a goal against the Rangers, probably scoring a goal against the Devils, Yeah, probably probably. scoring a goal against He's got one tonight, and then you're definitely playing him Sunday. So Yeah, honestly, if you watch him right now, it looks like McDavid's just trying to get him goals. It's awesome. Cassian's throwing throwing Bond, and it's hilarious because the other team's defenders are focusing on McDavid so much, and then just, boom, getting rough. And that's the thing that's crazy, too, is McDavid's defensive numbers have just gotten so much better. Oh, yeah. with uh, like, Cassian, like yeah. you look at him in Drysital away from Cassian, and it's like 34 scoring chances per 60, like really on the high end, right? 34 scoring chances against. Yeah. Uh, like they still create obviously elite offense, uh, but they give up a ton of defense in the process. And then since Cassian's been there, it's something like 22 scoring chances against, which yes. is right up there with the best shutdown lines in, in the league. league. So it's pretty crazy what Cassian's done for them. Uh, again, like it doesn't, you know, the uh, relation doesn't mean a direct cause there, but yeah. uh, it's. Definitely worth taking note of. That's been the one issue with McDavid all year has been his defense and even strength, and it seems to have gotten a lot better with Zach Cassian of all people, on yeah. his wing. Edmonton's got to have one Patty Maroon every year, and uh, Zach Cassian seems to be that guy this year. It's true. It, yeah. uh, it's also worth mentioning here, uh, all these Corsi 4 and scoring chance 4 per 60 uh, numbers come via Natty Statty. Uh, Natural Stat Trick has the best, the best wowie tool out there, and uh, that's where we get all this information from. So, Make sure to give them a peek. Thanks, Daddy, Daddy. Uh, we're going to stick with Edmonton here, though, because Alex Chason, 18% owned. Uh, also Chase, Gino tonight. Yeah. Chason has cooled off considerably, scoring just one goal until tonight. Two goals now with one assist in his last 11 games in a period. But skating with Leon Dreisaitl tonight. Uh, again, Monday in New York, Wednesday against New Jersey. Back-to-back games on Saturday, Sunday. Make the Oilers, in, you know, streaming intriguing streaming options. Yeah. is a tough sentence. Even when he's not with Drysdale, he's going to be with one of Drysdale or Nugent Hopkins, mm-hmm. potentially McDavid, but we haven't seen that really in, in the while, last couple yeah. months. Um, but either way, he is absolutely locked down to that net front present on the first power play with which what is right now Darnell Nurse, uh, Darnell Nurse yeah. Connor McDavid, Leon Drysdale, and Nugent Hopkins. So uh, it's a great it's spot bad, to be. Yeah. It's what's kept his totals uh, relatively up all season. 
you know, I think he's at 18 goals now, or tonight would have been his 19th, maybe his 18th, I don't know. But he's right around 20 goals. Uh, again, certainly not worth rostering for the long term. Uh, 1,000%. 19 on the year. Yeah. 120% worth plugging into your lineup anytime he's playing with McDavid, if that does happen again in the next couple weeks. But as it stands, just being on the power play with them and then playing with one of Dry Settle or Nugent Hopkins at even strength uh, still gives Chase on a lot of upside and makes him worth getting into your lineup if there aren't a lot of better options out there. Anything else to add on Chase on? No. Um, power play threat. He's on pace to go 20-plus. That, that, that bodes well. Um, he's one of those guys where if he's going to get you anything, it's going to be goals. And, uh, you know, I like goals. I know you got something to say about this next guy. New York Rangers defenseman Tony D'Angelo. Just picked up an apple. I mentioned D'Angelo as a streaming option at the start of this week. Heads into next week as a solid streaming option again. He was held off the score sheet on Tuesday. Added an assist tonight, uh, which gives him 13 assists in his last 16 games. Uh, He's averaging over 20 minutes per game over that span. Coming he's actually into, just filthy. Coming yeah, into he's tonight, awesome. yeah, he's oh, awesome. he stands out every time. Yeah. Yeah. Stands out every time I watch the Rangers. Uh, another thing that bodes well for Tony D'Angelo was Kevin Shattenkirk was a healthy scratch on Thursday. Uh, they said that they're seeing some leakage in his play lately. I believe was the uh, classic leakage in your lately top mean the last three but, years. Yes, uh, but that could mean more even more ice time for D'Angelo going forward and he's already unchallenged for that top power play unit at this point again they play Monday Wednesday Friday so you can play him confidently three times uh, we've given you a lot of potential D pickups Tony D'Angelo is absolutely the hottest of them right now yep. uh, Sandheim I guess probably be up there as well but those two guys Proveroff Got a lot of potential D yeah. options. I, I like D'Angelo. Yeah, uh, he's my top. Yeah, I think yeah. He, I get, he's on my team right now yeah. in our, our league. Yeah, uh, I'm streaming him this week. I'll yeah. probably keep him for next it's week. Just between him and Spurgeon so nice. when I was looking there. Too. Yeah, yeah, so uh, he's he's just in a great spot right now. And unlike Sanheim, Pro Rob, some of the other good D spots we've talked about, uh, he is on the first power play unit. Mm-hmm. Pretty much plays for his And now he's punching Jonathan Erickson in the face, so he's yeah. a beauty all yeah. the way around. Tremendous shootout, guys. Yeah, Worth absolutely close. nothing in fantasy, but I thought I'd mention oh, yeah. it. Well, yeah. when you, filthy hands. When you watch him, he's uh, he is an absolute liability defensively. But, um, <laughs> what do we care? We don't mind that at all for fantasy. <laughs> he was like Ryan Merkley before Ryan Merkley. Absolutely. He's, he's like, like Jake Gardner. It's like Tyson Berry. Um, phenomenal fantasy shittiest defensive defenseman ever. But, you know what? We're not going to go there. So, but phenomenal on, in fantasy, so... Stick with, care the, about. stick with the Rangers. 7% owned Jimmy VC. Uh, the Matt Zeke Zuccarello trade meant a promotion for VC, uh, who has three goals yes. and three assists in his last six games since moving to a line with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. Uh, the trio is definitely less dangerous when Zuccarello is not on the line, but uh, VC solid remains a high upside option uh, that you can play three times this week yeah. against the Oilers, Canucks, and Flames. Yeah, I, you know, again, it, we're, you know, not to you know, sound like a, a broken record, but anytime you can get a guy who's playing first line, yeah. first power play minutes, and slot him in your lineup if you can fit in the extra. Seems game, like it's just so easy. It's gonna, it's, so easy. It, it's gonna help your totals uh, every single week. You play around. It's with crazy that that equation that works. It's yeah, almost like the, it's almost like you don't <laughs> even need to listen to this podcast, yeah. and you just need to go to Daily Faceoff and look at which teams play yeah. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sunday, and then go to the line combo page, find which guy's available, pick him up, put him in your lineup, yeah. probably going to do it. But then I did you still it on listen to the podcast. But still listen to the podcast. For the excellent comments. I did it on the toilet today, to be honest. So yeah. Yeah, so take the time. Yeah, yeah it doesn't take long it's, at all. Yeah. You but that, I, I, the work toilet, too. Yeah. I, I can't stress <laughs> to that to people enough. and I, I think it's a concept that goes over a lot of people's heads. Like, just how much more value you can get out of rotating the last, you know, spot or two yeah. on your roster. Uh, as opposed to just dedicating it to a guy who might get you 55, 60 points at the end of the year. You can just get so much more value guaranteeing yourself an extra four or five games. Especially if your league's broken and it has unlimited pickups. Yeah, yeah, which most leagues really shouldn't. But, yeah, uh, but I, I'd imagine if someone really abusing that. Hits, that. Man, so, you know. Yeah, but I think if anyone was smart enough to abuse that rule, it'd probably get made. Oh, right? absolutely. Played the league um, like that once. But yeah, if you're not, yeah. absolutely take full advantage and get as much extra games even so much seven as you can. Stuff, which yeah, is because unlike sports like uh, fantasy basketball or baseball, there's absolutely no downside just to fitting in an extra game in your lineup. Other than maybe a minus. But yeah, but again, good players are sometimes just as likely to give you a minus yeah. depending on the team they play on. Uh, so yeah, like really, uh, if you are worried about plus minus, just be careful that maybe he's on. Uh, a better team when it comes to goals. Or just bitch at, at your league commissioner and tell him to drop the stat altogether. Yeah. Whoa. Hey. Just had shots. Yeah. 
simple fix. No, short-handed goals. Uh, last guy we're going to talk <laughs> I about. Like short. It's amazing. I know D, you're a big fan. Travis Zajac, 6% owned. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big D's fan. a big fan. <laughs> Zajac is seemingly the only good hockey player left standing in New Jersey right now. That uh, is fair. And the veteran has basically turned back the clock this year. He's had a pretty good year. 15 goals, 23 assists to give him 38 points. To. There's literally been no other option but for him to have a half-decent year. Yeah. In 65 games, 38-65. The Devils should get Kyle Palmieri back this weekend, though, which bolsters Ajax's value heading into next year. Yeah. like him more. Uh, yeah. They're going to be playing on the top line together. Yeah. Nico Heischer, what do they say, week to week? Yeah, he's out at least through the rest. Of I the think weekend. they're just yeah. gonna tailor all of them too, probably like likely just kind of let them. Yeah, why? Why? Why wouldn't you? Why at this rush point? a guy back uh, like that? Yeah, and yeah, at that point, you know, Zajac is already playing twenty minutes a night. He'll probably play 22, 23. Uh, you know, he was already handling the most challenging defensive assignments, uh, but this should guarantee him pretty much all the first power play time, all, obviously all the first line time in the world. As it stands right now, even though he's on the first line, there will be a lot better options on most nights to add to your lineup. Uh, when Paul Mary comes back, I think that obviously adds to his upside a lot, uh, both on the man advantage and, and at even strength. Um, so, yeah, I, I, again, it's just the opportunity is so huge when you're talking about streaming guys. Uh, and this is a guy you can pretty, pitch, pretty much pick up in any single league yeah. uh, and get 20 minutes up front out of him. And that's just uh, – it's a real rarity, so it's definitely worth mentioning considering the Devils' schedule next week. Yeah, they are just so hurt out there. Yeah, um, you love seeing the Wednesday, Friday, Sunday stretch. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I look for it every single week. It doesn't matter what position they are. Yeah, um, yeah just give me. getting in your lineup. Just give me. We were almost going to talk about Will Butcher, but then he got hurt, so we didn't have yeah. to. And uh, worth mentioning though, because he might be back. He's just probably not playing yeah. tomorrow. Uh, they play in Very Edmonton strange. on Wednesday, in Vancouver yeah. on yeah, Friday, and in nights. Colorado. Yeah. And I really hate to go this deep. Like I feel dirty doing it. Uh, but if Butcher doesn't play, and you're in a deep league, and you need some help on the back end, Damon Severson will probably play yeah. a shit ton of minutes. Not, and on the not first, the first time he's been mentioned on the yeah. pod. Yeah, so it's got uh, worth mentioning for sure. So, uh, yeah, good luck this week. Uh, hopefully, you can finish strong this weekend. Uh, Andreas Athens, you almost pulled off the dirtiest goal. <laughs> Tried to of all put it through his own legs and tripped himself, fell into the. That box. was like the biggest new school versus old school thing I've ever seen. Like, Andre Athens, you, the filthiest, silkiest player, comes flying down the ice at 39 year old Henrik Lundqvist, goes through the legs, hangs, sacks the check, and AA falls over. AA falls over a lot. Smashes his rig into the board. But uh, I hope, hope you guys have success this weekend. Uh, hopefully these pickups help. Hopefully you guys make it into next week. Almost all of you so that you can continue to listen to this podcast. Absolutely. We'll be back again early next week. Uh, probably to continue to talk about guys you can pick up, plug in your lineup, and continue to have success moving into the Fantasy Hockey Championships in a couple weeks. So, uh, again, enjoy the Blue Stones as we finish up this episode. We will see you guys back here next week. Sending all that playoff luck. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.